Welcome everyone to the Health, Happiness and Planet podcast where we explore different ways to boost your well-being, live a more fulfilling life and protect our planet. Today's episode is all about happiness and finding your purpose in life and I'm thrilled to introduce our guest Carmen Alonso. Carmen is a life and purpose coach certified by the renowned school of Jay Shetty. Originally from Spain, she spent many years in London before settling in Portugal, where we met for the first time. Carmen is passionate about helping people discover their true calling and live a life they love, free from external expectations or societal pressure. As a coach, Carmen empowers her clients to take control of their lives and design their future according to their unique talents and aspirations. Her one-to-one -one coaching program provides a safe space for self-discovery and growth, and she has the tools and methods to guide you on an exciting adventure of personal transformation. In this episode, we will uncover the importance of finding your purpose and how to turn it into a reality. I truly believe that pursuing your passion is a crucial ingredient for happiness, and Carmen's expertise in this area will surely provide valuable insights and tips for you. So, without further ado, let's welcome Carmen Alonso to the Health, Happiness and Planet podcast. Hello, Carmen, and welcome to the show and to this podcast. Hi, Juan. How are you? Going good. Very well. And I'm not so far from your hometown. Yeah, I'm here in Spain as well, uh, even though you're sitting at the moment in Portugal. Spain and Portugal is definitely a nice place to be when you're seeking more sun in Europe. <laughs> Certainly, and that's one of the things that uh, brought me here. And that's also probably the same motivation I had to come to this part of Europe because I feel that I get a lot of energy from sun, like all the trees and the plants out there, and it also serves us as a nice fuel of, of energy. Yeah, So I think that's why many people who live in other countries who do not have that much sun, they really seek for a vacation after a long winter, and they can feel the difference once they get to a location where they can get that sunlight. Yes, actually... I always saw it as like a holiday thing to do, go yeah. to the sun, but as time passed by, I realized it was actually one of my values and one of yeah. my needs to be where it's sunny, where you are yeah. next to the sea, and that suddenly was no longer something I wanted, but something I needed. Yeah. And discovering that was actually quite important. I felt especially the pain when I was living in a country where there was not so much sun. In those days, it was in Germany. I felt it after the vacation when I knew I had to go back and it's again going to be cloudy. It's going to be a little bit cooler. It's going to be maybe more rainy. It just felt like in my body saying like, why do we need to leave this sunny place? Why do we need to get on the plane and get back? And I just somehow thought to myself, okay, in some time in the future, I think I will be moving to a country where I do not have to have those feelings anymore, where I can say, okay, this is now the place where I live and I do not have to travel anywhere where it's going to be dark and rainy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing to have. It yeah. was a bit the same for me. I was living in London, which gets really wow. dark in the winter. Yeah, and quite wet. And I was wet. working night times as well, so I could totally see it was having an impact, not for the good. Yeah, so I think that's already a good start to our first question that I have for you. If you could tell us your story and describe your path towards becoming a life coach, pursuing your passion. Well, it wasn't like a straight uh, forward, uh, oh, I want to do this. 
And I think I had always this idea in my mind, oh, once I know what I want to do, I would do it. But I just don't know. Maybe an idea that is going to come to me, like a light strike me or something like that. It's going to just mm. appear out of nowhere. Yeah. And I think that was what took me so long to figure it out because I was hoping for something to appear to me instead of me doing the search for it. Mm. And the journey was long. And I think it started when I knew what I didn't want mm -hmm. more than what I wanted because I didn't know what I wanted. Yeah. I went in autopilot for a long time. I think we all do. We study, mm -hmm. we go to school, then we go to high school. And then in my case, everybody I knew was going to university. It mm -hmm. was not really, not much to think about it, no decision to take, you just go and do it. And I was never questioning, what do I want to do with my life? It was more about how are you going to get a job that is going to give you the security and the stability and the success. I was the first one to go to university in my family. Well, I'm from Spain, as you said, and they come from a dictatorship and they're from the rural area. So life was completely different for them. So they were very hard to give us, the children, the opportunity to have what they didn't have. Mm. But my feeling now is like for them, there was a life of survival mode were thinking about purpose and passion and that was not really coming into place because they needed to survive that was their main priority and their purpose and their meaning was just to do the best for their family i think yeah. that was what their life was all about but for us we had that comfort and now it was just like okay so i go to university i do what everybody else is doing. I find a job. I work in the same company all my life. <laughs> you know, maybe change once. Yeah, yeah nobody yeah. changes job because that's kind of the <laughs> biggest fear to lose your job. And then, you know, you get a promotion maybe, and then you buy a house, you spend the weekends with your family having barbecues or paella or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then you retire. I think it's when you start to have some fun. Meanwhile, yeah, you go on some holidays. Everybody has like a month of holidays in Spain, one August. So the whole mm. month you might rent a, a place on the beach. But that was about what it was considered the good life. Have a nice car, have a nice house, that kind of thing. I didn't have any inspiration or any role models that were like, oh, I'm going to follow my passion and I'm going to do this just because I love it. That was kind of like the minority. And it was seen as very special people that had these special gifts. Like, oh, you want to be a singer or a writer or something very niche. For yeah. the rest, it was, no, just get a job and that's what you do. But halfway my studies, I was like, oh my God, I have zero interest in this. <laughs> you know, it was a drag to be there. I was uh, studying economy. I, mm -hmm. I got a degree in economic mm -hmm. science, which yeah. I don't like at all. <laughs> so I studied that and suddenly it was like, oh my God. That's what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. Oh no, this doesn't sound good. And it was that scary feeling that, okay, now this is going to be my life. And for the first time, your destiny was not all the steps lined mm -hmm. for you one after another. Until then, they were, you didn't have to decide. But now mm -hmm. it was like, now I have to make decisions. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling very lost. So I didn't know what I wanted. I just knew what I didn't want. I didn't want to do yep. that. But I didn't know who I was. I was in this autopilot, in this following mm. the norm, what your parents say, what your friends say, what everybody else around me was doing. So I was in that lost moment. I knew I needed to, to find some answers. And that's what yeah. brought me to leave Spain. And I went to London. London was the big city, all the opportunities, all everything that was in the world would be there. Mm. 
So that was when my exploration started. But I was running away from that more than moving towards something. Yeah. It was more like I need to find some answers because I was so lost. From then, I went on finding answers and growing as a person and discovering myself and who I was. The life in London was completely different than in Spain, brought so many other opportunities. Um, I eventually ended up traveling, mm. finding things I like, and eventually got a job I enjoy and became, in a way, very comfortable with my life. I had a nice paycheck and I progressed. Mm. I was doing well, so I was fulfilled in that regard. It was all okay. Mm -hmm. That was the comfort zone. Everything was nice. Nice yeah. enough to be too scary to lose it. So you hold on to it. And you try mm -hmm. to enjoy your free time doing mm -hmm. the things mm -hmm. you love. And somehow I saw my life wasn't as different as what my parents have maybe programmed for me <laughs> back then. Because years have passed and I was stuck in the same job for a long time, uh, having the nice life that allowed me to, you know, go out to the nice restaurants, buy the mm. shoes, the handbags, mm. the, yeah. you know, all these things. And then what? And that was the thing. And now what? Yeah, so there was no continuous improvement, yeah? Because I think as a person, it, one always yeah. likes to know what's the progress. Now that I achieved yeah. something, what is the next step? Yeah, mm. and then it was the compromise of the things mm. you couldn't do because mm. the job. And I wasn't yeah. so aware of it. And then COVID came. So mm -hmm. all these feelings that you have, like, I wish I was there, but I can't because I have to do this. Or I wish I had more sun, but well, okay, next holiday I go to the sun. You know, it was all these wishes that you kind of mm -hmm. push on the side because, yeah, my life is not so bad. I'm doing well. Mm -hmm. Not others have it so much worse. Why should I complain? I didn't have that pain because pain can be a great motivator to, oh, yeah. to get you moving. Mm -hmm. It was just... Okay, everything was mm -hmm. nice. It was that flood line. You know? Yeah, everything yeah, it was nice. just cozy. <laughs> yeah, too cozy. <laughs> but when COVID hit, just before those previous days, something came up like that red light calling. Mm. I was too far from my family and I felt that stagnant. I'm stuck in this island. My dad was very sick at the time. Mm. Now he passed away. But back then he was having terminal illness and that was always in the back of my head. Like I'm not spending enough time with them. I'm not there to support them. And I felt guilty about that all the time that I was not so much there. And when COVID hit, the, the thought of like, I'm going to be stuck in this island. What if something happened there and I cannot go there? It put the priorities, you know, it's like Tetris, a little bit yeah. like tick, 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 move in a different <laughs> direction. So yeah. I remember telling my boss, like, well, I was the, I was the, the manager of the company, but I had one, the director. So I talked to him and I was like, I need to get out of here. I can't be here yeah. right now. You know, that feeling where you have that, you're just going to do it and you don't care of the consequences. Yeah. Suddenly yeah. it's like, okay, you do what, you, you know, if you want to fire me or whatever, I knew they wouldn't, yeah. of course, but in a way. It was not important, whatever the consequences, because it's like, no, I'm not going to be stuck in this island. All the airports yeah. are going to be closed. I just knew I wanted to be closer to where I could reach. So I left straight away. I packed within a few hours oh. and I left. And that gave me the first clue that these priorities here need to change. Then it was the, that feeling that I had that I was compromising too much for the job and for that comfort, not just the job, but for that comfort. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to do that anymore. And then COVID gave you that time to think. 
you couldn't be in that autopilot anymore. Yeah. All the things that you were doing every day were no longer yeah. there. You didn't have the distractions either. Yeah. You couldn't just get out with people, go for the... No, it mm. was like, even if you, you know, watching recipes, how to make bread or whatever people yeah. was doing, that could only go that far. Mm. And you have no choice but to stop and think. I enjoy the slowing down pace. And I think I would never like it. And the reason why I thought I wouldn't like it was because for the last 20 years, I never stopped. Oh. I wasn't even aware that I never stopped. Yeah. When I was on holidays, I was in such a rush, the, uh, the adrenaline rush of the yeah. job, of always doing, 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 being productive, yeah. Yeah. that I would go on holidays. And for the first few days, I was but I have to do this. I have to see that. Mm. I need to go to that museum, to that temple, to that uh, yeah. activity. I could just not stop. And if I stop, I feel anxious, like I'm missing out on something. I need to do something. Yeah, you're so programmed to continuously uh, have tasks and complete the task. Yeah, next task, next task, next task, and be always productive and make the best out of your time. And But that automatically was just putting so much tension on your whole system of being in that mode in, at work and then taking it over the same mode to your vacation yeah, place. Yeah. And I think a part of it is like subconsciously you don't want to stop to think because you know mm. you might not like what you discover, yeah. what you think. So you just keep yeah. yourself busy. But I have to say, I had had a journey where I was very much interested in everything self-help, spirituality, psychology, mm. positive psychology. And I have applied many things in my life. As I said, I was pretty happy. Mm -hmm. It was not like I was in pain. Because I always tried to see the positive of things. I was always grateful. I practiced gratitude. All these things were already part of my life. So that I think yeah. as well, that was giving my life a lot of sense. But COVID kind of started to bring these red points of the things mm -hmm. that, okay, pay attention to this. And I made the decision in COVID that I'm not looking forward to go back to work. I'm not. I'm kind of enjoying this more of exploring myself, yeah. start to ask different questions. Why I'm doing this? Why is it so important for me to have this comfort? What is that I want for my life? Is this all there is? No, it must be something else. Let me think what that is. <laughs> no, I start to ask all these questions because I have the time yeah. and I could not distract myself. It's amazing. Yeah. And you finally were making new questions for yourself yeah. and new questions leads to new answers. Yeah. Exactly. So I made the decision that I have to find what that is. And thanks to getting coached as well, the connections start to, mm -hmm. you know, put all the pieces in the puzzle. Yeah. And I knew after having some coaching, I kind of made the decision to find what that passion mm -hmm. would be for me. Yeah. And I got that whole moment where it's like, it's not going <laughs> to show up. You're just going to have to figure it out yourself. <laughs> so go and explore. I realized for me it has always been like that. But I just didn't know it, that everything I got into and that I really enjoy, I got passionate about it. It never mm -hmm. started like that. Mm -hmm. It was when I started doing it. When I started to get passionate about it. And that was already okay. a good discovery because it was never love at first sight for me. Yeah, Even with men, it's never been love yeah. at first sight. <laughs> so it was something that when I get into it, yeah. is when I start to get passionate about it. That was for me. And it's not yeah. for everyone. For instance, my sister, she's an artist and she always mm -hmm. knew that's what she wanted to do. But I never had that. It's amazing. And I think what's interesting that you did this elimination process where you already knew what are the things that you do not like. So that was something yeah. that was much, much clearer than the other side of the coin saying, what is it that I like? And I think that's one very good advice because many people do not know what they like and do not know what they 
attracted to, but uh, at least they know what am I not attracted to. And that makes it already the selection process a bit easier. And if I wasn't the type of person that I get really passionate about things in the first place, as I say, for mm -hmm. me, it's like a slower process. So mm -hmm. if I was just going to do something that I have that first connection to, oh, yeah, that's it. I would never mm -hmm. do anything because nothing <laughs> calls out for me so strongly. So yeah. it's more like, mm, let me try and see that. That could be. That sounds maybe like something. But when you go with the thought that everything starts with that, already makes it more exciting, everything mm -hmm. you go, because the possibility of that could be it Correct. is there. So you yeah. already have a, a reason why you're pursuing this thing. So having that faith that by pursuing certain things or by trying certain things, for sure, one of them would click. This would be the one. And that's what's going in our logical brain, but the subconscious yeah. that we don't perceive is guiding us somehow, but we just mm. don't know it. We cannot exactly. see it, but it's doing the job. Yeah, sometimes you feel like, okay, I think I resonate with that, but I'm not sure mm. if I really like it or not. And like you said, you, know, you start discovering and you start maybe finding out more about it, asking yourself more questions, mm. and then you just can feel, do I resonate now even more with it or not? Yeah. And another thing is we take for granted things that we're naturally good at, but mm. because for us they are natural, we don't value them at all. We think everybody got that. True. Yeah, so it's funny that we find very difficult to see ourselves. We tend to ask how people see us, you know? <laughs> That's what something that Jay Shetty says all the time. It's like, you know who you think you are. You are who you think people think you are. You know, it's because the perception of how people perceive you is like yeah. the image you have for yourself. So in my exploration and during COVID, I was trying so many things because now mm. I was actively exploring. So I started with the things I liked, the things I thought I was good at. But again, this old programming of security, having a job, mm. having an income, having, you know, mm -hmm. that was the thing that was always there. So you go to the practicalities. Oh, but I could make money with property. I could make money with Amazon online, you know, <laughs> because I was thinking, okay, I could have the style of life I want, the freedom mm -hmm. to be where I want, like mm -hmm. on the beach or with my mm -hmm. family or with things I like. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to combine all these things. But whenever I thought of any of those things, yeah, they will give me the flexibility. They will give me the mm -hmm. freedom. But they actually doing that thing. I was like, no, I can't bear myself to do this. This would be so boring or so unappealing. So just looking for that financial gain and even with the freedom and flexibility, my life would improve. But still, that extra something was missing. And I didn't want to compromise anymore. No, now it needs to fit everything. If not, I stay where I am. Why am I going to lose my comfort and what I have? to now maybe feel either edgy about, oh, I don't like it, why should I left and have regrets. Yeah, maybe mm. now I could be in the sun, but the hours I'm, I work, they are awful. So, <laughs> so I was having all those thoughts, it was like a scatter. But it's slowly, slowly, and through guidance as well, that's what I value coaching so much. Mm. And again, I start to have some more clarity. And I was following this coaching uh, school Mm -hmm. Jay Shetty Coaching School. I was following for fun. They do like live webinars and they provide a lot of content. It was a hobby. And one thing I remember my coach say, okay, think of where you spend your money. That is what you really value and what you wow. like. And I thought, okay, that's an interesting idea. And again, I disregard 
where I spend my money as something that could be of any interest. Okay. Yeah. If you take yeah. your necessities like food mm -hmm. and clothing and all of that, like where basics. do I really spend my money? And it was COVID, so it was not much to do. <laughs> so first thing I would say if it wasn't COVID was like traveling, going out for dinners, mm. we going out with friends, things like that. But suddenly it's like, okay, I'm not doing any of that. Where am I spending my money now? And I was like, okay, I'm spending it in books, in programs. I was doing always like these mini courses mm -hmm. or like in Udemy or places like oh, that about uh, NLP. Uh, Everything related to spirituality. I was joined like, mm -hmm. a, you know, Deepak Chopra meditation yeah. course, things like that. It's like, okay, yeah. if I think of it, I was buying things like, oh, okay, let me get this like cushion for meditation or something. <laughs> yeah, and then suddenly it's like, okay, if I think of what I'm spending my money, it's all related to self-growth, uh, this journey, my interest, yeah. what I watch, what I yeah. read, it's all related yeah. to this. And then I thought, okay, actually, if I think of it, I've been doing this all my life, but I just didn't think anything of it. Because there was so I much noise around it. There was so much things going on that yeah. you couldn't really realize how important that is for you. And that was something you do more like for yourself, because we're not used to give ourselves that much importance, maybe. And <laughs> anything you do for a job is more important. Or for others, even like for my family, and I'll be the type of person that will buy my sister the the, the nicest laptop, and I get myself just, just a regular one. You know, it, you know. Yeah. So all these things were showing up, and then I thought, okay, what do I do in my job that I love the most? And then, besides, yeah, you get a bit excited when you reach targets and you make this money or that. But what I love more about my job was the talking to people, the connection mm. with the people, listening yeah. to people. And I was the boss, so I could delegate things where <laughs> I didn't want to do it for others yeah. to do. But I always kept the dealing with the people part, the mm -hmm. listening, the conflict part, when it was two yeah. disagreements, like yeah. to get them together. Okay, let me hear what you have to say. Let me hear what you have to say. <laughs> I remember I was always having early meetings to get people to get together <laughs> and discuss this, and sharing what I knew. And every time I would learn something, like, for instance, journaling, when I was practicing, gratitude journaling i was like mm -hmm. you know oh, you need to try this this is amazing you should do this i started to think okay i give a lot of advice i'm listening i'm curious always about what people have to say and i'm always trying to get people out of this negative thought pattern and to bring them to the empowerment to the positive yeah. thinking to help mm -hmm. them to see things from a different point of view even at work it's like Okay, yeah, we have all these problems, but what is the solution? How can we move mm -hmm. from here? How can we all yeah. work together to get this forward? It was always like the positive outcome exactly. of things. Seeing the glass half full and not half empty. <laughs> yeah. So I was actually doing a lot of coaching without knowing I was coaching. Especially, I think, when you are in that position and with that mindset, you can see how many limiting beliefs people have and how negatively they can influence their behavior by just the way they think. Yeah, If they think, mm. oh, there's a problem in the, whatever business we're in, in the company, they, they just spend sometimes way too long and too much time just focusing on the problem. I say, okay, guys, mm. let's just focus shortly. What is the problem? But then that's maybe 20% of our time that we're going to focus on and 80% of the mm. time we should start looking for the root causes, for solutions. But mm. don't be all the time going around the same circle about those issues that we have because just talking about our issues is not going to help us improve them. And uh, and people, what I notice, they usually see the glass half empty 
and they're not so positive minded. And that's something which I think that's why coaching is so important, because that's where yeah. we make people realize, like, look, do you actually realize the mindset that you have? Do you realize how is your thinking pattern? What is this doing to your behavior and the way how you feel? Mm. And another thing is what you focus on is where you're going to see, because the brain yeah. looks for ways to confirm what you believe. Yeah, so correct. <laughs> you focus on the problem, you're going to find a thousand reasons that are going to tell you that this is the big problem and you, yeah. there's no solution. Correct. While you get out of that and look for solutions, things start to come up that you didn't yeah. see before. One of the things I see very interesting about your job and helping people finding their purpose, because your path was very interesting. Yeah. Now yeah. is like my purpose is to help people find their purpose, because I yeah. realized when I got the puzzle together and I realized this is what I want to do, this is it. This feeling of peace in your head, in your head and in your body, because I'm a very brainy type of person, very mm -hmm. logical. So mm -hmm. I needed to learn how to contact more with my body as well. Because that's more the subconscious is in your body, not in yeah. your brain. So when I, I got this peaceful feeling, and I used to say to my, you know, when I start coaching, it's like, I have no one piece of evidence that tell me I'm going to be any good at this or I'm going <laughs> to make it. I have no proof, yeah. but I have this inside feeling that it cannot be any other way, that mm -hmm. this is it. And I remember yeah. the alchemist, you know, when it says, when you <laughs> follow your path, the universe conspired for you oh, yeah. to, to get there. And suddenly it feels like I resonate so much with that because I feel that way. I feel yeah. that, you know, if I follow this path, now that I know that this ticks all the boxes, it mm -hmm. aligns with who I am, what yeah. I want, how I want to help people, yeah. that I can have this, it's just like, it makes so much sense. It gives me such a peace of mind that I know the universe has my back and yeah. everything is going to be all right and you just keep Correct. going. And if you already feel that that you resonate with something and you're doing something that is, is aligned with your purpose, then you know that it's only going to unfold in positive things. You get that belief. It's like one of these epic movies, you know, you know you've got a mission <laughs> yeah. and somehow there is only a happy ending wait for That's it. right. <laughs> yeah, that's the feeling. And I have a very... Um, interesting question because when we speak about finding your passion and discovering your purpose would you say now that you are in that field are these two things the same is having passion or your purpose are they similar or are they the same or are they different how do you see that well the way i put it is the passion is something that you love for yourself that mm -hmm. brings you joy and that fulfills you in that way that you're doing something that makes you feel alive and excited mm -hmm. but purpose is for others so uh, passion is for you, purpose is okay. for others. So I don't think it can be the purpose without the passion because first you need to know what is that aligns with you. What is that you're good at that naturally brings that joy to you that you're doing something that you mm -hmm. love? Because if that doesn't take that, even if you're doing something for others, if it doesn't resonate mm. with who you are, you will feel resentful afterwards. You feel they're yeah. taking part of your life away from you because you give away yourself as a sacrifice. So yeah. just doing something for others itself without the passion, wow. it doesn't work. That's but an when amazing, you can combine yeah. what you love doing, what you're naturally good at that comes to you mm. with ease, mm -hmm. then you have this feeling, first of all, that time flies by. Mm -hmm. Suddenly it's like, oh my God, it's already lunchtime? I didn't even yeah. notice. You know, you're so in the flow of what you're yeah. doing, but the purpose is the reason why. Yeah, so, I've never heard it in that uh, definition, but it really it makes sense. 
thanks for clarifying that. And when you see now how many people struggle finding their purpose, while on the other side, you have some people who already know it from the beginning, like you mentioned your sister, she already knew mm -hmm. that she wants to be an artist. What do you think are the reasons behind it that some people just struggle so hard to find their purpose in life? I think part of it is just human nature. We are not programmed to be happy or fulfilled or all that. We're just programmed to survive. So <laughs> this is our main priority is to survive. Yeah. That's why mm. we hold on to the safety. If you're familiar with Maslow Pyramid, mm -hmm. And the yeah. bottom of it is the, the physical need. We need shelter, yeah. we need security. If you don't have those basic needs covered, you can't really mm -hmm. move forward in the pyramid up yeah, to think, that's right. uh, what's going to make me happy? And this is what I yeah. said about my parents before. My parents from very early age have to work hard to make a living to get out of the situation they were. And the Spanish mm -hmm. situation back then was complicated. And in the rural, yeah. that's why it was so much immigration. And actually, my parents moved to Germany. I cannot imagine now being 18 years old, not speaking the language, never leaving your rural home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just moving to a new, different country, a big city to try to find a job. Or that. Because when I moved to London, I was like, I speak mm. English, I'm going for fun. It was a completely <laughs> different situation. But yeah. for there, it's like the bravery to do that. This is like the survival mechanism. You got to survive. You got to provide for your family. You yeah. got to make your life better. You got to grow. But that growth was not so much in a personal level of a spirituality mm. or that. And I think that having a religion puts things into perspective as well, because when you're a religious mm -hmm. person, that's part of your purpose is associated mm -hmm. with your spiritual belief yeah. and how you are as a person in that way. But for a lot of people nowadays, first of all, we live a more or less comfortable life. Most of us in the Western world, at least, we have those basic needs covered, but mm -hmm. maybe we have not yet get to explore that a bit farther. So yeah. some people is still caught in there, trying to provide yeah. for their children, trying to do what. Correct. But then the other thing I think is like a lot of people associate success to happiness. And you think you're going to be happy when you achieved your success. And another thing, me as a female, I see for women in the, you know, it's very important nowadays to have a career, to succeed mm -hmm. as your individual, not just a mother mm -hmm. or as a wife. You have all these many roles to fulfill, you know, and trying to achieve success at the work. So you got to yeah. study, you got to get a promotion, you got to hustle, you got to do all of this. And you think you're going to be happy when? And then it's like, you're going to be happy when you get this, you're going to be happy when yeah. you marry, or you're going to be happy when you get promoted, and you're going to be happy when you finally retire. And can yeah. <laughs> and so you're waiting for the right time. And it's the autopilot, it's the not thinking, yeah. the not stopping to think. Okay, wait a minute, how can you bring your purpose in your life mm. right now? What could you do to start living your purpose? Because the purpose is not the end goal. It's not the it's achievement the, itself. Yeah, it's, it's the, the journey the towards yeah. that. You know? And who do you become getting there? Yeah, yeah, who you become. So if you are in this autopilot and you don't get out of it to start asking these questions, mm -hmm. if you associate this success and happiness to your maybe career or family life or, or ticking all, all of them, the family yeah. life, the career, the being sexy and attractive and yeah. all this image, mm. uh, the rich and famous, all the external things, if that's our focus, it's very difficult to find purpose because we're never looking inside. We're never asking ourselves, what do I really want? Mm. Maybe what you want is something very simple. And, and you don't have to wait for these many millions or this uh, <laughs> power. Or, because yeah. actually what you love is to be in nature with plants and doing some gardening. Yeah. And I think that's why how many 
famous people or, or maybe musicians or actors who became very early in their life famous and got a lot of money. They had all the cars they wanted, all the houses they wanted with the pool and everything. And then they're all lonely in this house thinking, okay, why am I still sad? Yeah, why am I taking drugs? Why am I drinking alcohol? And it really has to do because you're not really looking inside of you and thinking, what do I like as, as a person and mm. what do I resonate with? And that's where many realize, no, it's just not the material things that will make us happy. Yeah. And as I said before, it's like, why are you doing what you're doing? For instance, in this example you put with famous people, they start loving singing and they just want to be singers and that. Mm. And then they grow so much and then suddenly they lost connection with who they were and even everything they had before because they outgrown that and now they're mm -hmm. rich and famous and their friends are friends because they're rich mm -hmm. and famous. And maybe any person that approached to them is looking for that and they don't care who you are. So you mm -hmm. get very disconnected of who you are. But yeah. maybe the reason that you wanted to be a singer was already not clear enough. Maybe you didn't want to be a singer. Maybe you just wanted to be famous for the same yeah. So singing might not be even the thing that you wanted to be doing all the time and everything that comes with it. Or, or maybe you love the singing. All you mm -hmm. ever wanted to do was to sing and see how you reach to people with your music and how you make them happy. But mm -hmm. this got so out of place and now it's all about marketing, about mm -hmm. what you promote. Okay, but you like singing this type of songs, but they're not commercial. You gotta sing this other song. But you don't connect with these songs, but you're doing it because they're the ones that are selling and the ones that give you the fame. And that. So That's suddenly, right. you don't even know why you're yeah. doing what you're doing. And if you're a person who likes to be attached with, let's say, with family or with close friends, and then you mm. find yourself, I'm not anymore with my family. I'm all the time on tour. I'm always in mm. other countries yeah, doing all these uh, performances. But I get back to the hotel room at the end of the performance and I'm all alone. I'm not together with my family. Yeah. And they just think, okay, I started as a singer because I like singing, but I did not want to be away from my family, from mm. my friends, from my country. And all of this is really things but that from, put one really to think. Yeah, from the outside, that's what everybody expects you to be happy when you're successful, mm. to you have everything yeah. you want, you know, from the outside. So when we put so much focus on the outside, mm. this is when we disconnect. And we need to reconnect going to our values, what mm. we want, what we need. And this is not that easy because we're not really used to doing this. We, yeah. As I said, we're used to the autopilot, we're used to the Correct. listening to the external, to following rules. Since little kids, we program to follow mm. rules. We yeah. don't program to listen to yourself. Yeah. You, you're not even allowed to listen to yourself. One thing I learned, I study compassion communication. Mm. This is such an interesting subject. Because everything in compassion communication or is, is a very simple thing. It's everything you do in life, you do to fulfill a need. That's the base of it. So it makes sense, but people is going around killing people, which you need they fulfilling. They just cycle them. It's like, no, if you dig, they're trying to fulfill a need. They do it in a very wrong way. But what they're looking for, you know, let's think of these massive shooters and that. What they're looking for maybe is to get out of being, they couldn't be themselves, they've been bullied or they've been forced to comply with the norm. They're not the same. They feel left behind. If nobody cares for them, nobody listens to them. What they have to say is not important. Suddenly it's like, I'm gonna be important now. I'm gonna mm -hmm. show you, I got something to say here and now you're gonna yeah. listen. You have no choice yeah. because I'm gonna. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So it brings certain ways, some desperation to fulfill the need somehow. They need to be seen, they need to be heard. They need to be yeah. you. They need to express yourself. We have so many needs and we all have the same, but the way we express it can be very different. 
But the moment you know what you need, you can think, okay, oh, I've been expressing this need in this manner. Wait a minute, I could actually do it in this other way. And there are different ways to fuel that need. Yeah, as you mm -hmm. said, you know, you could do it either in a way that it's going to negatively impact others, or you could do it in another way to still fulfill a need, but you can maybe even give it as a value added to others. Yeah, you, exactly. Then, but if you don't know what need is calling for attention, how can you yeah. know how you're going to fulfill it besides what you've always been doing, the autopilot yeah. that you've always been doing? <laughs> That's so right. it's taking that pause. And one thing that helps you to know what you need is to listen to your feelings. Because yeah. at the end of the day, a feeling that you have is telling you, if it's a good feeling, it's telling you, okay, some of these needs you, you need, they've been fulfilled. It's a line. Yeah. The opposite, when you're angry, when you're having these bad feelings, it's like something and it's not working out here. Yeah. Listen to this feeling. Why are you feeling bad? Why are you feeling angry? Why is this always pissing you off? Why? Yeah. Because you have this need that is not fulfilled, it's a stepped over. So it's yeah. craving for attention, but you don't want to feel, you disregard these feelings, you put them on the side, you mm -hmm. distract them with drinks, yeah. with alcohol, with drugs, yeah. with Netflix, with whatever is shopping. Some people even just with work, yeah, they just work so yeah, many hours work. a day, yeah, and then they yeah, come home, yeah. they just do something to eat, go to bed or watch a movie, and then next day start over again, and they just mm -hmm. have no time to sit down, reflect, and say, what is this giving me as a feeling? What am I feeling? Yeah, what what do I? What brings me up? What brings me down? Yeah, yeah. all of this you, you just do not get to know because you're all the time, you're always running, running, running. But it's something that we learn to not give importance to the feelings, is because mm -hmm. even when you're a child, you constantly. Into, oh, don't yeah. cry, you get over it, don't, you're yeah. not free to express your feelings. Uh, if you go into school, you wake up not when you want, you want to sleep more, but <laughs> you wake up because we have to wake up. And then you go to school because you have to go to school. Yeah. And then you eat at lunchtime because it's lunchtime, not because you're hungry. Mm. Yeah. So you're never listening to your body, you're never listening to yourself, you're just doing as you're told. You're following yeah. the norm. Yeah. And that's and all you ever do. So we get used to it. Yeah, many times I think if a child goes to school, they just said, you know, you got to sit down, stay in that mm -hmm. seat and wait till the hour is over mm -hmm. and, and, and do not uh, disturb and do not give your opinion because I'm the teacher, I'm the one telling yeah. you and you got Be to learn. Be obedient. What you care, what you feel is not important. The important thing yeah. is what I tell you is important. That's right. And if you do like this, your life will be good. If you're trying to do what you want, you'll be a loser. You never achieve yeah. anything. And we hear this constantly, all the time. So sometimes we trust what anybody else says before ourselves. It's a good flow to my next question, because as you are then in the topic of helping others finding their purpose, what is some of your techniques or tools that you use to help them realize, oh yeah, I think I'm getting closer to that. Yeah, how do you do that? The first thing is getting awareness, getting mm -hmm. out of the autopilot. Start to take responsibility for your own life is the first thing. It's like, okay, just give it up. Give that victim mentality. It's not everybody's fault. It's not society. It's yeah. your decision now to make the life you want for yourself. The things that you cannot affect, like economic crisis, whatever. Okay, that's fine. We understand everything is there. There is unemployment. There is there, there's that. But there is a big part that is up to you. If you choose to have the positive mindset and you choose to follow this journey where finding your purpose is what you want, you know, first take the responsibility that is up to you. We all can do it. That's a fact. But you need to believe it's a fact that we all can do it. So it's building up on that mentality. Believe that you can find your purpose. Okay, let's first understand who you are. 
So yeah. the first tools and the strategies and things that we do and through questioning, through questioning, through reflection is who are you at your core? What are your core mm. values? What are your needs? How can you start listening to your feelings that are giving you the clues of the things that this got to get out of my life, this got to come more and more in there. And once you get your values and your needs mm. and the characteristics of who you are at your core, or mm -hmm. your personality traits, things like that, then you can start exploring a little bit more on what you love doing, what brings you passion, maybe mm -hmm. start doing some exploring if it doesn't come to you. Okay, let's try this, let's try that. What are you naturally good at? Mm -hmm. And then how do you feel, what do you feel related to? Which community, which could be animals, mm -hmm. could be mm -hmm. the world, could be some spiritual path, just a self-improvement journey as well, how to mm -hmm. be the better self of you. What it could be something that implies a positive impact towards yourself or someone. Yeah and implies growth and implies that journey. Um, when you combine all of that, you pretty much understand what's your direction. Okay. And what purpose gives you is the compass and the direction. Yeah. So whenever you're gonna take decisions in your life, you go back to that, that, yeah. that why, why are you doing what you're doing, that who I am mm -hmm. and my core. And that pretty much answers all the questions you might have. And have you had clients that discover that they have more than one passion, like multi-passionate people, and they think, oh my gosh, I like so yeah. many different Most things? Most people have a lot of passions. <laughs> yeah. Some of us, as I say, when I say, oh, I didn't have any passion for nothing, it's like I didn't give importance to any of my mm. passions. Yeah. So for instance, if I say, oh, I like being on the beach, but <laughs> what passion is that? <laughs> but if you dig a little bit deeper, Yeah. You, you realize like, no, nature is actually one thing. Having mm -hmm. this energy, having that, being connected to who I yeah. am, being grounded with that. You go deeper and then you yeah. start to get a little bit more way and more and more. Yeah. Then you start to maybe research and explore and you start to realize why this is so important. Mm -hmm. And maybe you know the only one. Maybe actually Correct. this is a thing. And maybe yeah. actually this is more important than you thought it was. It's all about exploring. And a lot of people have a lot of passions. And the passions are in a way the way you express your purpose. So, for instance, I'm going to give you an example with a client of mine. She was a teacher. So, obviously, this is quite a vocational profession. And she loves helping to have a better understanding of life, to learn, you know, what everything that education provides, which is mainly opening your mind to thinking. You know, when you have education, you, your brain expands in a way. So, she went into teaching. She wanted to help the kids. She wanted to, you know, she was passionate about that. But... Mm -hmm. Where I found her was she was so disconnected from everything and everything in her life was really low. No energy. She was not connecting with the people around her. She has no friends. She just recently moved to a new city. So she was feeling like she didn't know anybody. She wasn't clicking with anybody. So she was feeling very down. Therefore, she was eating a lot. So she was putting mm. away. She was not going to the gym. That was where I found her. So the first part is try to dig on why you like this, what is missing from yeah. your life, what is that? So we're exploring, we're going through this journey, what are your values, what is things you need, what are these, you know, the situation telling you about yourself? And then she comes up with this goal, because obviously on the coaching process, you always have a goal, because coaching is a short process. It's not like <laughs> therapy that you can go for years. Coaching <laughs> is more about, want to get this outcome, and we want to get it. Purpose, focus on the outcome. It's yeah. not so much about digging in the past. It's more like present to future oriented. Mm -hmm. So 
she gets to this goal and she's like, actually, where I was the happiest was when I was in Bali. I was so fit because I was always out doing yoga, doing sports, and the people there I was connecting so much with. I got so many friends there. The only thing was the job was not giving me enough money. So that's what I ended up coming back to England because I could get a better job here as money wise. But then she was in the situation that she was. So mm-hmm. answer clear, I go back to Bali. But how am I going to do that? Because I need a visa to work there. And of course, I don't want to do just any job. I need a job at least that gives me the same money as I have now. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is like a very clear goal. Okay, that's what mm-hmm. you want. So what you want is a job that's going to give you at least as much money as you got now. Yeah. And that is going to be in Bali, in the sun, and you got your community there, your friends, and you can be healthy and this and that. Just having that soul, her life already started to improve. She started to go to the gym. She started to wow. go back connecting with people, talking about going back to Bali. And we started to work on the action steps to, to get that job, to get that visit. Yeah. So this is the second part of the coaching. First, it's like, let's get clear mm-hmm. about your purpose and mm-hmm. let's get clear about what you want. And now that we know what you want, let's start taking the action steps to get it. And, you know, with the coaching, you have that accountability, you have that push, you have that motivation. That. So it goes pretty fast. And when you give them that action plan and those steps, do they like, reconnect with you on a regular basis to give yeah, you like we, a short we update? Yeah, we meet every week. This is that my coaching okay. is one-to-one in a personal mm-hmm. level. It's not like generic, it's just made for you. But I okay. don't tell you what steps mm. to take. Yeah. You're going to tell me what steps you want to take. Yeah. Yeah. So it's down to you. You have all the answers. You just don't know you yeah. do, but you do. <laughs> but they yeah. come into you. You know, I'm just going to bring them mm. out. And what I love about coaching is doesn't create that dependency because nobody's mm-hmm. telling you what to do. You just discover yeah. that for yourself. So once Correct. you discover them, you cannot undiscover them. <laughs> yeah. You cannot yeah. go back. You just, it's <laughs> yes. there. It, it just opens like a new door. And once yeah. you've opened that new door, you're like, wow, I yeah. see things now so differently that you just cannot go back again to the room where you were before. <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't tell her, oh, what you need to do is move to Bali. It's like, what yeah. do I know? That was her decision. But the funniest yeah. thing was she got herself into work and she was so motivated, so driven by this new mm-hmm. fine answer. Everything started to be, you know, she lost weight in no time. Life was very yeah. quick. And sooner than you saw, even she thought it was very difficult to find this job with this money and this visa mm-hmm. and that. She make a few phone calls, she talked about it, and suddenly she got the job offer. Wow. And she got the offer. And then it was more money than she thought <laughs> and with the visa and they give her the accommodation. And it was just like, tick all the boxes. Oh, yeah. okay. It's like the universe got your back. Yeah, once you know which yeah. is the direction, yeah. But she didn't accept it. Really? Yeah. And That's, that was yeah. the aha moment in her journey. Wow. And we've been through maybe through three months working together but mm-hmm. at the time. Because obviously this doesn't happen from one day to another. It was like mm-hmm. self-exploring and that. Mm-hmm. But now that it was like, okay, now you got your goal. You know, I didn't think it was going to happen in three months. I thought, okay, yeah. we're going to take all the action. So eventually it will happen. But she got wow. the job offer. But I tell you what happened. She realized having the job that paid well enough, it was not good enough. She thought <laughs> she wanted that because yeah. that was what moved her from Valley to England again. Mm-hmm. Because we want that stability, that economy, mm-hmm. the blanket. But... That wasn't it. And only when she got it, she could realize that wasn't it. 
Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, because sometimes you get confronted with some, let's call it a shiny object, and you could say, wow, that's a nice shiny object, but I think that's still not it. There's still something more that I'm seeking. Maybe there is something that is more to what I am looking for. Yeah, And, and yeah. I guess in that moment was Bali and that great job and everything, her shiny object that you actually was looking at at the beginning, but then she realized that there is actually a bit more than that that she wanted. Yeah. And what happened as well was because you go through this self-exploring journey mm -hmm. and then you start to recognize things more easily. Mm -hmm. um, what the alarm was coming up for her it was she went into teaching for a reason and she mm -hmm. wanted to make a difference. She wanted to make a difference in this young people's life. And this job offer was comfortable, but was going back to those following the norm. Da, da, da. And she yeah. could not bring herself to provide the value she needed to provide to these kids to, mm -hmm. you know, to fulfill her purpose. And then when she realized, she's like, you know what, what I actually want is a job where I can be myself. I can mm -hmm. express what I want. I can teach what I want to teach, what I think, what is going to be helpful to them, mm -hmm. what is going to make a change in their life, who's going to bring an impact. And through that journey, while she was preparing to go to Bali, she was still, of course, teaching in this school. Because as I say, once you learn something about yourself, you cannot <laughs> learn it. She was applying these things already. And she had the bravery to speak up and say what she wanted more than wow. before. Before she was accepting. And yeah. suddenly it's like, nah. And then because I'm going to leave to Bali anyway, I'm going to say what I think. <laughs> and she was making some suggestions about things that needed to change and this and that. Mm -hmm. And people started to like what she had to say. And then she started to think, well, we should create some program or something that help young people to deal with this big problem that, mm. well, schools are having massive problems mm. now, but uh, mental health for children and for young adults is yeah. just really a big problem. And she wanted to bring more awareness about gender equality, sexual orientations, mm -hmm. for people not to be struggling with this when they're teenagers and dealing with these situations yeah. where you're having all these questions and... And people is getting all this information through friends and internet and that. So to bring that to schools when it's, they're still young and to avoid uh, the bullying and mm -hmm. just start to explore this. Yeah. And oh, what yeah. she talked about and more interest she gathered, they decided to create this position that didn't exist before. So maybe she could explore that and bring that further. So oh. suddenly she's like, I'm not going to Valley. Yeah. No way. Now I got this mission. Yeah, there's this higher purpose, higher mission that yeah. was more interesting. Yeah. yeah, and suddenly, because she already have taken so many changes because she was already going back to the gym, she already won energy. It's like when you move one thing for the better, everything yeah. in your life yeah. moves for it's the better. Exactly. It's like the opposite from a vicious cycle. Yeah, if you're doing bad things, yeah. then the more bad things are happening and then you go deeper and deeper into that hole. But if you do then good things, then it just does the opposite. Yeah, it always yeah. brings you into a better cycle. So... When I left her, she was already started to create this new project. She yeah. said no to the valley. <laughs> she had made connections with people through the, having that in common that were more meaningful connections because they had that honesty about it because this is who I am. So you connect with me mm -hmm. from who I am. The, our connection is going to yeah. be bigger. If we just connect because we like the same TV show or <laughs> we go to a party and we're the only two single women <laughs> in the place, you know? So... Her life have already improved so much and she had then now the strength to fulfill this, which before she wouldn't have the guts to do. That is so amazing. 
Yeah. Great, great story. Thanks for sharing this with us. And I hope to see us. her. I hope to see her one day creating these programs because then yeah. she thought like she could see herself no limits. Like, well, I yeah. actually could take this to the area. What yeah. to the area? Maybe to the region. Well, maybe to the whole country. Yeah. Why not? I could do podcasts. I could do TED Talks. Exactly. And suddenly, all these other options started to show yeah. up for her and she was super excited about it. Yeah. And they're not going to happen from one day to another. This is going to be a build up, but now it's not a stop. Mm -hmm. Because now yeah. I'm in a mission. I have this Correct. purpose. And as she yeah. also started with better nutrition and with more exercise, more yeah. movement, now she has this energy to actually start asking those questions and tackling those new missions that she has. Yeah. Because I think if, if people are in that vicious cycle that they are unhealthy with less energy, they're getting sick from time to time, that they do not even have the energy to just to mm. tackle those things that they think it's important in life. Because as they say, if, if you are unhealthy, you only have one goal and yeah. it's to get healthy. Yeah. But if you start getting energy, then you have 100 goals. Yeah? And, and that's probably what happened to your client where she started seeing, wow, I'm getting now more energy, mm. I have a good nutrition, I'm doing exercise. And now the brain is working much, much better and is saying, okay, mm. what is actually the things and the targets that I would like to have in my life? And you now have the eagerness to tackle them and to do them and to execute. Yeah. yeah. And it works also the other way around. Yeah. If you have a more clarity about what you want, you have mm -hmm. a reason to get on with a better health. Because like, True. wait a minute, I'm wasting my time moping <laughs> about eating crisps, complaining yeah. about how miserable my life. But now it's like, no, wait a minute. I've got a mission mm. here. I, I want to do yeah. this. I want to do this because I know it's going to be transformation. Yeah. If these kids yeah. go through this and I can help them to not yeah. have this misery they're going through for this many yeah. years, if I can save them that, Correct. it is the good reason for you to stay healthy. And it's like, and maybe I wouldn't do it for me, but mm. I want to show up for these people. I want to bring yeah. my best for these people. That's right. I don't want to come like feeling lethargic and give the class with no passion and talk about this yeah. with no interest. No, I yeah. need to be energized. I need to yeah. be ready to go. And, and no brain also, fog. Yeah. And yeah. you start to look after yourself better. That's right. Because and you want to be that person. It's like, if you think, I don't want to be old and crippled. I want to travel. Okay, first thing, I better have my joints in, in norm. <laughs> Let me just yeah. take care of it. So when you have that mission, you go mm. back and you want to have the basis Perfect. That is excellent. I've never seen it in that perspective, the way you explain it today. And that's really and very, very interesting. And I can see that as a person, you will realize what negative impact you will be doing to the others, like in this case, the children who will not be able to yeah. get your support and your help if you're not first taking care of yourself. So once you know I'm taking care of myself, then I can really go ahead with this mission yeah. and help all these children and have them lead a, a better life. Yeah, that's so amazing. So as we are getting almost to the end of this podcast, which is so interesting because I think these 60 minutes went pretty fast. Yeah, very fast. <laughs> yeah. I just have one uh, last question before we close for today. That would be about your coaching program, because I saw in your Instagram account that you offer a coaching program. What can a person expect from this coaching program? How is the structure? And in a nutshell, how does that look? Yeah. Well, I call it a program, but this is not a cookie mm -hmm. cutter. It's very individualized. It's a one-to-one -one coaching program. Mm -hmm. But because I'm focused on helping people find their purpose, I can have some sort of a structure. And as I say, I don't have any answers. They have mm -hmm. the answers. I'm just going to help them to uncover them. So some people come to me already with some idea of what they want to do, but they don't mm -hmm. have the guts. You know, they're so uh -huh. consumed by fear that yeah. they don't even allow themselves to dream. 
because the practicalities, the, oh, what if I don't make it? I'm going to fail. What if I don't mm. have any money? If I lose all my money in this project, what if, what if, what if, what if? Yeah. And of course, they listen to all the opinions of people. It's like, are you crazy? Don't do it. If I was going to listen to people's opinions, like, mm. are you going to live your life in London and your nice <laughs> job and now you're going to be doing this? Are you crazy? No, don't. <laughs> Some people come because they just want to be told, yes, you can do this. So you're just going to set the strategies and get more clarity mm -hmm. how to get there. But yeah. for the rest that are a bit more lost, I don't know what to do with my life, or they were like me, trying to put all the pieces of the puzzle mm -hmm. together. The first thing we do in the first few calls is try to get clear about who you are. Discover mm -hmm. yourself, who you are. Cut yeah. the noise from outside, let's go inside and start mm -hmm. to reflect. And we use some tools to understand what are your values, what is your why, why you want to do these things. Um, what are the things that make you feel alive? One yeah. of the tools I use that actually, if anybody go to my Instagram, they can download for free, is a tool called What Makes You Feel Alive. That is to explore your passions. Yeah. And it's funnily enough, because when I, it's so simple in a way, but when I use it in coaching, it's so effective because you have to write a list of 10 things that make you feel alive. Yeah. People write five, six, and then they just don't know. <laughs> yeah, so don't just go for the whatever yeah. is on the top of the iceberg. Yeah. You gotta go a little That's bit. That's what deeper. I say. You have to write a list ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And funnily enough, with one of my clients, she wrote those things, and then the ten of them she already had, but she didn't know she could already do. Well, <laughs> she was waiting for the right time. She was waiting. She was looking yeah. for this. But when she wrote those 10 things, and I was like, okay, these are the 10 things that make you feel alive. They're all very doable right now for you. Yeah, actually, I could be doing any, any one of them. But she wasn't doing any. <laughs> no, not as often as she wanted. Plus, she was miserable. I was like, but everything in your list you could be doing right now. Just that discovery wow. was transformational because it's like, okay, let me start doing some of these things. Exactly. Why not? Yeah. Why not yeah. today? Yeah. And you're waiting for the right time because you're busy working, you're busy doing yeah. this, you're busy doing that. So Correct. sometimes finding your purpose is so much simple as you think, because yeah. purpose doesn't have to be this massive thing. You don't have to be Mother Teresa and saving the world. If you help one person, you're already making an impact. In, you know, and it could be even yeah. raising your kids. It doesn't have to be something super out there. You don't have to be that special. So in the program, first we go into that self-discovery part. Mm -hmm. What do you love doing? What are you naturally good at? And this sometimes you need to explore a bit because yeah. it doesn't come natural to you. Once okay. you get that, you're more clear about what your purpose is, or at least the more obvious thing, like the going to mm -hmm. Bali type of thing that we yeah. thought it was the thing, but it wasn't. But you get to something, <laughs> you get some clarity, then we get a goal setting mm -hmm. process, and then we start to create the habits and start to take the smallest steps because you have to start yeah. small. You cannot go yeah. from zero to 100. And sometimes a lot of people that come to me, they want to change their job. They come to the conclusion mm -hmm. they want to start a new job. This one that is their purpose. But mm -hmm. let's say like me, you know, I, yeah, I want to be a coach. But there is this gap in between. And yeah. jumping is very scary. Oh, yeah. And I wouldn't recommend it because our brain is not prepared for this jump. Yeah. As you said, so, we are programmed for survival. Yeah. yeah. And then if they think, okay, this jump could actually cause that I fall in between. Yeah. Nine. yeah. You won't do it. It's yeah. too hard. So the approach is let's try to introduce things that are going to make your life already better for now. Like we did with this client, we start to work on their health, on their relationships, on their other things. While we're working on this, we start to introduce things now 
So mm-hmm. that will already give you more motivation. You get more confident. When you achieve little things, it gives you the proof that you can achieve things. Mm-hmm. So you just need yeah. to achieve others. So you're yes. building up, you're building up. And there is a process. So maybe you need to still stay at this job until you reach whatever targets. Maybe you need mm-hmm. to study this thing to get prepared. Maybe mm-hmm. you need to save some money to invest in this business you want to create. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we start to set in the ground to prepare for this jump you want to do. So we put mm-hmm. in like some cushions in yep. there. We start to build <laughs> up cushions until the jump seems very it's, easy. It's safer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So I don't recommend going from yeah. zero to hundred. So we yeah. work on that. Very good. And as I say, I don't want you to be dependent on me. I want mm-hmm. you to give you the tools so you can be left by yourself mm-hmm. and then you go and do your thing. Because yeah. as I say, it's not about you coming to talk about your childhood traumas and that. That's what <laughs> therapy is there for. Sometimes you need to, to do that because you have so many subconscious mm-hmm. Uh, limiting beliefs or fears that you need to work harder and maybe you got some traumas, you got something that it needs to be healed before you can mm-hmm. move forward. But you can do things hand by hand while you're healing that, you can still progress. Doesn't yeah. mean it's gonna stop you. Mm-hmm. You can still progress, but of course, at some point, those things are gonna need to be attended to reach okay. to the next level. Well, thanks a lot for that description of what potential client can expect from uh, having the contact with you and starting with the coaching. And if they are interested, which I'm sure many will be, where can the listeners find you? Well, at the moment, I think the best way is just to find me in social media, in Instagram mm-hmm. at Carmen Alonso Coaching or okay. Facebook, Carmen Alonso Coaching. Excellent. And also because I belong to the Jay Shetty community of mm-hmm. coaches, which I'm very proud of. Our mission is to change a billion lives. I don't know if you're familiar Excellent. with Jay Shetty, but I totally yes. resonate with that. <laughs> so they can find me also in their coaching platform Excellent. there. Excellent. And I, my website is coming up. I'm just working okay. on it at the moment. So. so definitely the links you just told us right now for your Instagram, your Facebook. I'll yes. be putting that on the show notes. Yeah. And as soon as your website is up, I'll then add them later on to the show notes as well. Yeah, yeah. and also Perfect. anybody can just book a call so they can mm-hmm. see for themselves how coaching works mm-hmm. and what they yeah. can expect. And that's completely free. So mm-hmm. they don't need Perfect. to feel any compromise. They just can try for themselves. Because I know exactly. a lot of people, it doesn't understand coaching mm, that much. Yeah. It's kind of a new thing. What I like to see is like, don't worry about coaching. Just worry about what is mm-hmm. the outcome you want. And then mm-hmm. we get you there. Just yeah. focus on that. Excellent. Well, thanks a lot, Carmen. It was Thank a you. pleasure having pleasure. you here. And see you next time again. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I hope this conversation with Carmen has provided you with valuable insights and inspirations to pursue your purpose and live a more fulfilling life. Remember, finding your passion and designing a life around it takes time and effort, but it is a journey worth taking. I encourage you to take at least one action step from today's episode and see how it positively impacts your happiness. I value your feedback and I would love to hear from you. Please rate, subscribe and share this episode with your friends and loved ones or those who you think could profit from this episode. Your support means the world to me and it motivates me to keep producing content that adds value to your life. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Big hugs everyone!